You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the PharmD Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in PharmD Nation to episode number 71 of the PharmD Money Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. One of the hottest topics out there right now that is fiercely debated amongst young people, old people, and everybody in between is the proposal to forgive up to $10,000 of federal student loan for borrowers just across the board. $10,000 just to complete forgiveness, take it off the top, don't have to worry about it anymore. And it's causing a lot of debate back and forth for a lot of good reasons. I mean, there are people out there who owe a tremendous amount of student loans and they're probably drowning in that debt and they just want some sort of relief. And even though it's 10,000, it's a start and it feels good. And then you have other people who sacrificed a lot, either for themselves or for their kids in order to pay back their student debt or save enough on the front end to be able to pay for college without having to take on student debt. And they see this repayment or forgiveness of $10,000 as something that's just not fair to those people who went out and did it themselves, who didn't ask for a handout to begin with. So what's right, what's wrong, what side should you be leaning toward if you're on the fence? Because I know if you're on one side or the other, there's a probability of you not changing your mind regardless of what I have to say. So in this episode, I'm speaking to the people who are right down the middle who feel both sorry for and are excited that people are getting their debt forgiven, and then also understand how it's impacting all the people who made smart decisions on the front end or who sacrificed financially in order to pay off their student loans and didn't put themselves in a position where having $10,000 forgiven was going to make or break them to begin with. So to start, my own personal opinion is I don't think student loan forgiveness should happen. I think there are better, smarter ways in order to deal with the student loan problem. So I will first agree that there is a student loan problem, but just forgiveness of those loans is not going to solve the underlying issue, and we'll get to that in a minute. But the first point I want to bring up is usually student loan forgiveness, especially at a $10,000 mark, is usually regressive in nature. Even though they put an income limit on the forgiveness, Usually that forgiveness is going to be is going to help out more of the people who are going to earn higher salaries later on in their career. Because majority of the people who own student loan debt in America are people with advanced education, people with a master's degree or a doctorate degree, and that type of education is hopefully going to allow them to earn far more than the student loans they took out over the course of their career. So just giving a $10,000 forgiveness to borrowers is actually regressive in nature and it doesn't help as many people who need the help as most would think just through blanket forgiveness. The second, and I think it's the most important reason why forgiveness is not the right answer, is because whether you believe it or not, student loans are some of the most beneficial type of loans you could actually have as an individual because of the repayment options you have available to you. So a lot of people, when they think of the student loan issue in America, they think of the the person who's got $350,000 of student loan debt and they're working at a $40,000 a year job and 
There's just no way they're ever going to repay that. And because all their money, all their discretionary money is going toward that student debt, just trying to keep them above water, they can't afford any of the other luxuries in life, like buying a home or starting a family. But the reality is that is usually not the case. Student loans have options available to borrowers that allow you to make your payments based off of your income. They're income-based repayment plans. And I know for some borrowers, there's going to be a little bit of maneuvering you have to do in order to qualify for some of those. But for a lot of borrowers out there today, they can take advantage of these income-based repayments. And the reason why they're so beneficial is because the payments are based off of the income you earned and the income you show on your tax return and not the actual payment needed to be made based off of the student loan balance. You could owe half a million dollars in student loans and you could only make $40,000 a year and your student loan payment will be based on you making $40,000 a year and not the student loan being $500,000 in the subsequent payment that would come from that account balance. So your student loan debt would actually grow because that payment based off of your $40,000 a year salary would actually probably be smaller than even the interest accumulated on that $500,000 student loan debt. But after 20 or 25 years, you get all of that forgiven. So you never have to worry about that student loan debt hampering your life and not affording you the other luxuries you want to take advantage of just because your salary is low because it's legally put in to not allow you to have to pay more than a certain percentage of your income. And if your income is always going to remain low, you never have to worry about being straddled with a giant student loan payment because it's always going to be in alignment with that lower income and you get the payoff at the end of the 20 or 25 year period. And for a lot of borrowers, that's you entering your probably early 40s, which is the perfect time to get a lot of that forgiven because then you can concentrate on other bigger goals in your future like retirement. And that is exactly why student loans are so hard to get discharged through bankruptcy because there is that income-based repayment plan option that people can take advantage of if they want it, just most people don't know that's an option for them, so they don't even pursue it at all. And then the third thing, and I touched on this in the beginning, why I think just mass forgiveness is not the right answer is because it doesn't address the real issue, and that is the rising cost of college and the worthless education some of these institutions provide the students. Now, a lot of people will go, well, an 18-year-old, you can't expect an 18-year-old to take out money and expect them to be able to pay it back. Well, I think the bigger issue is you can't expect 17, 18, 19-year-olds to go to college and know what they want to do for the rest of their life and then pin their inhibitions at that age to a degree or a profession that the likelihood of them actually staying in for a long period of time is being so small. So now you get them to take these college courses and take these classes, and a lot of them are undergraduate, just generals, which aren't going to help them with absolutely anything. And you, you tell them they need to take this in order to pursue some sort of job or career, when the reality is they probably don't even know what job or career they want because they're too young and they haven't experienced anything in life. And when you're a college institution and you give somebody the opportunity, quote unquote, to pursue one of those worthless degrees, and anybody listening to this can absolutely come up with a worthless degree off the top of their head, I have no doubt. But when you're 18 year olds and that 18 year old when you are 18 years old and that worthless degree sounds pretty cool and you pursue that, I don't think it's fair for an 18 year old to be able to see that that type of career is not going to be able to allow them to afford the student debt it takes to get it to begin with when the institution, the college, the university should be able to see that for the student 
before the student has to realize they made a giant decision after the fact. So should student loan forgiveness actually happen? It's great that people are getting their debt forgiven, but it's $10,000. I don't think it's going to make a huge difference for a lot of people. Plus, I'll add this onto it, that a lot of savvy students who had student loans, they probably refinanced already and got out of federal student loans and went into the private side of it because there were lower interest rates. And now they're being penalized for making smart decisions with their student loans because it's only people with federal student loans that are going to be allowed to be given this forgiveness. So it's regressive because higher earning income individuals or soon to be higher earning income individuals are going to be, um, be basically they are, those individuals are going to be given benefits and those are the type of individuals that probably need benefits the, le- the, the least. Anyway, uh, student loans are already set up to provide beneficial payback through income-based repayment terms. So even if you think you're drowning in student loan payments, there's probably an outlet for you to take advantage of that could help reduce that far more than just getting $10,000 of your student debt forgiven. And then finally, we need to address the real issue, which is going to take a lot of cojones from uh, politicians in America because you're going to have to go after the institutions and the universities because they need to be held accountable for offering the type of education that they know is not going to be able to afford a student after graduation to pay back the debt it takes to get that education to begin with. So that's my stance on student loan forgiveness. And I will add, anybody listening to this, um, at the end of 2022, before the forgiveness actually goes into effect, I don't think it's actually going to go into effect. I really think this is more political theater than anything else because I don't think um, our president has the authority to be able to get this done. So I will throw that out there as well. That can be a bold prediction for this podcast episode. But no, there shouldn't be mass student loan forgiveness. There are better ways to take advantage of options that are already out there and to tweak a few things that are going to provide much more value to people who are struggling with student loan debt than just providing a $10,000 mass forgiveness because in the end, I just think it's political theater. So there you have it. If you're looking for more information about my podcast, myself, or FarmD Financial Planning, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, FarmD Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcast at farmdfp.com with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, FarmD Nation. Be well. The FarmD Money Podcast is not intended to be tax, legal, or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax, legal, or investment advice.